So we talk a lot about what's going on with that downtown scene and the restaurant scene. We talk a lot about how Indiana is working to grab more businesses, uh, more of those Fortune 500s. What are the worlds that we're looking uh, into? Um, But how is that housing market doing? Are we keeping up with the demand in new homes for, well, people who want to come and be a part of what it is we've got going on? Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. We're talking about um, building permits here, uh, Gary Dick. Where are we and what are we building? Well, the market is tight. Uh, it's really tight, Tony. If anyone out there is in the uh, the market for a home right now, they know that full well. I talked to a realtor uh, over the weekend, who said on one of uh, his uh, uh, for sale uh, properties, he had, I think he said, fit between 15 and 20 offers on on one single property. And that's driving up the price, obviously. It's a seller's market. It has been for some time. And that continues. And then that lack of inventory, the fact that there is not uh, you know much uh, available right now, that's helping to push up new construction as well. And again, if anybody out there is building a new home right now, you know, those prices, materials, labor, all those types of things are up as well. So uh, I, 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 it, it's a strong market, but it depends on which side of the, the equation you're on. Well, the a part of the equation that I'm interested in is what does this tight market tell us? Has this created a problem for trying to attract people uh, to central Indiana to get them to, to work here? Because you can't find a house as easily, right, depending on where you're coming from in the country. Housing here is either on par or extremely affordable if you're coming uh, from from the coast. Are there employers worrying about it? And are there contractors and housing groups that are ready to meet the need and ready to make the investments? Well, it, it, the short answer is it, it's a real challenge. And there are people who are concerned about the availability of, ha- of housing. You mentioned the affordability issue, and that's one we should not not gloss over because you're right. I mean, it's still this is a very affordable market, especially if you're moving, you know, from San Francisco or the coast or some other parts of the country. But the the fact that there, in fact, earlier in the year, uh, I think it was the Indiana Business Research Center uh, had some numbers that showed that the state has just a month and a half supply of inventory. Uh, and when you look at what is a traditional balanced market, that's six months. And we've got a month and a half here in Indiana. So, uh, in fact, Governor Holcomb uh, had announced uh, an initiative uh, several uh, earlier this year to really address this housing issue, especially because some of these smaller communities, uh, they're they're struggling to find to find housing. And if you've got a plant uh, that you're looking to uh, add a couple of hundred workers, whatever the case might be, or a company uh, looking to locate or relocate to a community and you can't find housing, guess what? You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that deal. So it's caught the eye of folks uh, at the state level who uh, really believe we as a state have to address the housing issue. Talking to Gary Dick of InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter. At IIB, of course, you did an interview with uh, Chris Gall of Downtown yep. Indy getting ready for uh, the, the basketball tournament that is is coming. The opening, the, the ability to have more people enjoying downtown but not necessarily going to the games because there's a difference between the opening up of, of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Marion County, and the opening up uh, of uh, the the venues, uh, how excited uh, is downtown Indy, and where do we see the economic impact? 
Well, you know, the estimate initially, Tony, was $100 million, $100 million for hosting all of March Madness uh, in Indiana. Now, Chris Gall and the folks at Visit Indy think the NCAA's decision to uh, allow up to 25% capacity at, uh, at venues will add substantially, could add, uh, add substantially to that. The other piece of it that I thought was interesting, he really believes this uh, March Madness for downtown Indianapolis can be a coming out party, if you will, for downtown, They're kind of emerging or from the pandemic and the and the, uh, the terrible economic impact that that has wrought on uh, the, uh, the tourism and hospitality sectors. Uh, he says people around the country are looking at Indianapolis, wondering how, how they can pull this off. How can Indianapolis pull this off when other parts of the country are essentially shut down? So he says convention and meeting planners are really keeping an eye on how Indianapolis does and how Indiana does hosting the entirety of March Madness. And ultimately, if it goes well, he thinks that will be even an additional boost, big boost uh, in economic impact. Talk to me about what people are discussing, and I only hope they're discussing, because if not, if I'm discussing and nobody else is, Gary Dick, it's, it, this is the end of times. Uh, what What is the, okay, here's how we capitalize on having the full tournament here. What are yeah. the next steps that people like Downtown Indy or maybe the Indiana Sports Corp or some of the other people that you're speaking to in your clandestine meetings in your bunker, um, <laughs> what are they saying about here's how we capitalize on this? Well, I, I think uh, for folks downtown and for the hospitality sector and the uh, the importance of that economy or that, that piece of the economy, it's about getting people comfortable coming back downtown uh, in part. You know, you've got the business piece. You've got the business, uh, the businesses that are in downtown Indianapolis that obviously aren't back yet. How, how, how much of that will come back? How much will remain remote? But then it's just that comfort level of people wanting to attend events, wanting to go to restaurants and those types of things. And looking at downtown Indianapolis, that once vibrant place that is obviously challenged and continues to be getting comfortable coming back and creating an environment uh, that is going to be attractive and conducive to people coming back downtown. So I think if you're talking downtown Indianapolis and really uh, metro areas around, you know, around the state, and around the country, that's that's one of the biggest challenges. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Before I let you go, I caught the story at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. It's this marketing uh, tech company, right? They they uh, have a they acquired a group called uh, Sigster in 2019. Um, their name is Terminus. They put together a $90 million round of funding, and they think it's going to have a big impact on uh, the team here uh, in central Indiana. But when you take a look at the funding round, it was put together by a group out of Boston, uh, Atlanta Ventures, Edison Partners, which is in Jersey, and a group out of Delaware. We talk often about venture capital. They have a serious Indianapolis presence, and there was no Indianapolis funding into this project. Was Indy not asked to be, or is it, or, or am I wrong in that look? Sometimes funding comes from fund, where it comes from, and this has nothing to do with any Indianapolis or Central Indiana issue about venture capital. The question, I guess, is were we looked at at all to help them build? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, when a company looks to raise money, they're looking at all kinds of sources. And Tim Kopp, who's the CEO uh, of Terminus, uh, he has uh, roots that go back to the exact target days. Very familiar with Indianapolis, certainly. This was big news. $90 million is a nice, uh, obviously, a nice chunk of money. And, and I think you could look at it a couple of different ways. And, um, and one of them is 
with these some of these big national VCs looking at companies with a major presence in Indianapolis and saying, yeah, we want to invest uh, there because we think what's going on there is uh, is cool. Uh, so I think I think there's a positive element certainly to getting some of these nas- national money uh, engaged in uh, Indianapolis uh, and related companies. And as you said, this deal, $90 million, Tim Kopp thinks it will mean they've already hired 30. This is a startup uh, or a young company. Uh, they look to add 60 more by the end of the year. So it's a big, uh, a big jump. We just need to see more, more like it. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, Twitter, at IIB. Always appreciate you on the drivehubler.com hotline.